Welcome back to Round Guy, the podcast, as we do our Cy-Hawk talk with the Round Guy. How's it going, Steve? So far, so good, but it's early. <laughs> Are we, uh, uh, did you, oops, did you have a good weekend? Well, I had a chance to watch Iowa State. I had a chance to watch Iowa. Uh, not all of Iowa. There must have been something wrong with the uh, reception. I, I didn't pick up... Um, first half most of the first half there with the hawks but uh lo and behold they came on uh i don't know if there was something wrong with the, the tv reception I, I think that's what it had to have been uh, but i was glad to be able to watch that uh second half they played well enough to win and uh now they got one left in the regular season they play this friday at nebraska that's true. Twelve thirty game. Shouldn't have any trouble with Nebraska. They're still rebuilding, and and uh, you know having not uh, played uh, and won that many games this season. So I I, I understand though that that uh, I thought I I heard the uh, announcers say that that uh, Nebraska is favored over there in Lincoln. So we'll have to see what happens with that. Oh, that's hard to believe. So how's this new quarterback going, or did he start? No, that Padilla kid uh, played, I guess, the whole game and didn't do too bad. Run up 33 points. That's pretty good. Right, yeah, and uh, I think he's just a sophomore. Oh, well, that's good. It's so good. we ought to have him around a little bit. The thing you, know, you say is uh, it can only get better. But that wasn't necessarily the case uh, Saturday with uh, – the Iowa State team, this Brock Purdy kid, he's, he's kind of up and down, back and forth, herky-jerky. You know, I just, uh, you know, you got to be consistent. And he, lately he has not been consistent. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm afraid. Here's what I'm, I'm thinking. Brock Purdy, while he shows moments of brilliance and carries himself like a legitimate first-round pick uh, for the NFL. I, you know, here lately, I'm not so sure that he's even going to get drafted. You know, gonna... really got to be consistent. These scouts want uh, consistency, and they want uh, a kid that's solid. And while uh, Brock Purdy has demonstrated he can be rock solid and very effective, very mobile back there, uh, you know, he's just not consistent. So I'm not sure the kid's going to get drafted. Okay. In Iowa State, if, if just before the half they hadn't knocked the ball loose from him, uh, it would have probably ended up a tie and they'd have had to go to overtime. But but uh, as it was, they knocked the ball loose. Uh, they they return it. Oklahoma turns it for a, uh, a touchdown, and they end up getting beat by a touchdown. So it was kind of a – Tough loss. I think it was a game they, they should have won. But by golly, you know, as I said, you got to be consistent. Iowa State has not done so uh, for a few games this season. I saw that uh, Brock Purdy was a big uh, quarterback uh, recruiter for our, uh, you know, he has the potential to get drafted, and he turned it down to, to take another year, and you think that was a bad idea, huh? Uh, he is a what fifth year starter? Is that it? 
Yeah, I can't. I don't know if he had a. Did he have a freshman red shirt? Maybe he did. Well, I can't. Re- hell, I can't tell you what I had for dinner yesterday, let alone four years ago. Me so, neither. Uh, I don't remember that. I'll take you at your word. Well, I guess he could have went out for the draft last year, but he turned it down because he he thought he was going to have this big year. Okay. I don't know that that was a good uh, move for him, to be honest with you. Well, after last season, you know, he played – he was consistent and played pretty well. So, yeah, in hindsight, that uh, that might might not have worked to his advantage. We don't know. Well, they got – You know, there's always – Always, uh, it's such a guessing game, whether what, whatever sport it might be. You know, I remember uh, Mike Piazza was like the last guy drafted, and and they weren't all that sure he was going to be effective. And he turns turns around and ends up in the Baseball Hall of Fame. You know, Don Mattingly was a very late uh, round draft pick, and. And some argue that he should be in baseball's Hall of Fame. So some of these guys that are drafted late, and and uh, whatever the sport might be, and and aren't theorized to, to be, you know, marquee players, and they end up doing just that. And some guys that are drafted high, uh, they're a bust. So you just never know. But right now, I would think Brock Purdy uh, is is uh, gonna if if he's drafted, be a, a, a late rounder and and then have to work and, and prevail, you know, in in uh, whatever team drafts him. So I don't know. You know, you just don't know, Dave. I don't. Mr. Southeast Iowa. What about TCU? They play uh, TCU at home uh, Friday at three thirty. Do they need to beat them to get to the bowl game? To get a bowl game or not? Well, I think they might already have a bowl game lock. It's just you know which one. You know, it might be might not be one of the premier bowl games, but but uh, I think a bowl game is in their future. If they play well and win out uh, uh, Friday and, and they look good, uh, you know, that'll certainly enhance their chances of getting a better bull pick. But, uh, you know, one of the things any bull committee looks at is is how any uh, college team uh, travels and how many fans they bring with them. That's why you're always going to see the Hawkeyes at, at a at a bowl game, regardless of what what level it is, because the the bowl committee for that game knows that every person from Iowa is going to want to buy a ticket. And they also travel to wherever it is, and they're going to uh, you know they're going to bring a lot of revenue to that city. And and I think I think they're starting to see that with Iowa State. You know, it's been so long since they've enjoyed any postseason play that uh, any bowl committee knows that the Cyclone fans are going to show up and spend a lot of money. So I think they're going to be there, and, I'm, and by that I mean postseason, but it's just to what degree the bowl, bowl game might be, you know. Well, let's look at this Hawkeye game. They got Nebraska. 
You got any Bridge thoughts? Bridge is rebuilding. They haven't won that much. Uh, it is in Lincoln, I think, for that reason. You know, and they're not not on, not a horrible team, but they have been uh, uh, beaten by a lot of teams that in the past Nebraska never thought twice about. You know, so they are rebuilding. I think they signed their coach. I think they're giving him another year. And and they've been in some of these games that they have ended up losing. So, so you know, Nebraska is quite a tradition. In the past, it's been a big powerhouse. Uh, so we'll see. But I, I think Iowa's got some momentum. And, and I think this Padilla behind center is, is uh, delivering the goods. So I, I would look for Iowa to win. That'd be good. They'd be nine and two then. What's that? What, what, what would their record be? I believe it would be ten and two. Ten if and they two. Went out on Friday. So uh, are they going to be uh, conference champions or not? Well, they got a shot at it. I think that's going to be dependent upon uh, a loss for Wisconsin. So we shall see. So it'll be an interesting Black Friday. I guess it is Black Friday, isn't it? Iowa State, Iowa, they lose on Friday. It'll be a really Black Friday. Yeah. But you don't anticipate that, huh? I I guess I'm, you know, and I'm always a little uh, hesitant to say so because that's, that's when you get knocked off. But I'm I'm optimistic we're going to have a uh, double win. Iowa and Iowa State are, I believe, both going to win. Oh, that'd be great. That would be great. So what do you think of the seasons? As, uh, are you disappointed? Are you happy? Where, where are you at on it? I am uh, somewhere in the middle. Somewhere in the middle. I would have liked uh, Iowa State to have had a better uh, uh, one-loss record. I think Iowa... Uh, lost a couple of games that they they shouldn't have. Otherwise, they'd be you know in the top five. Uh, but it's like anything, and it's uh, like we've always said. You know, uh, on any given day, a team that's favored to win can be beaten, and a team that was uh, looking at a pretty dismal uh, season, you know, comes out and beats people they weren't expected to beat so it's just it's just sometimes a flip of the coin well you got anything else to say before we wrap this one up we're gonna wrap it up already not unless you got some more stuff to talk about well you didn't uh you didn't get to see these games then did you no i've been awful busy uh listening to some of the games on the radio uh, um i just had a funeral to go to this weekend, and it just uh, didn't work out where I could see the games. Well, that's too bad. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. And, uh, what about this Black Friday? Are you going to be out shopping for your family, or are you going to get a chance to watch these games? Well, uh, there is a new hockey team uh, in Iowa City called the Heartland, or the Heartlanders, I believe they are. And if I get a chance... They're, they play at the mall in Iowa City, so I thought maybe I could uh, go up there and me and my grandson could see the game and uh, my wife could shop. Probably not a bad way to look at it. I will uh, 
know, I, I got a buddy of mine at hockey. That's his sport, and and he's just uh, a fanatic about hockey. And he's taught me a little bit. You know, there for the longest time, I really didn't know a lot of the rules and how the game was played. But I have since watched a game or two here or there and, and started to learn a little bit more about it. I, I still wouldn't uh, skip a football game to watch a hockey game. But who knows, you know, in a year or two from now, that might change, you know. Yeah, I, I've taken him to see the Cedar Rapids Rough Riders a few times, and he enjoyed it. So now, what what, what league would this this hockey team in Iowa City be in? You know, I'm thinking about doing a podcast about them because uh, something about the Eastern League. I don't know uh, what the deal is. I know they're not in the same league as the the Tampa or the Des Moines Buccaneers or the Cedar Rapids Rough Riders, or or they're that's a junior hockey. Uh, 16 17 year old kids i think play in that league so i don't know i don't i never heard of this league uh this uh team but iowa city's pretty close to me so it i just figured it'd be be kind of fun to go up and see it i i would i would feel the same way have you ever been to any of these minor league hockey games what's that have you ever been like to the iowa wild or any of those sponsor the uh, uh, Buccaneers, so we went to their games a lot. I remember watching a couple of kids play there that ended up in the uh, National Hockey League, so uh, I'm not opposed to, to uh, taking in, you know, a, a hockey game here or there, and like I said, now that I know a little bit more about it, uh, I, I have a little more interest than I, I did years ago. Years ago, I couldn't even spell hockey. You know, that's how much I paid attention to it. But I have, as I said, uh, since then, started to enjoy the game a little more and uh, follow it a little closer than I used to. So, you ever, you ever uh, see a WNBA game? I have not. Uh, on TV, maybe, uh, but not for a Well, I can tell you this much for sure. The next WNBA game I see will be the first WNBA game I ever see. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, because I ain't got any interest in it whatsoever. I would maybe rather see a firing squad. <laughs> okay. I'm not, that, again, not that far behind you. Uh, I'll tell you, I, you know, uh, I kind of got away from it watching any women's games, but there's this uh, young woman at, at Iowa, uh, Caitlin Clark. She's fun to watch. I, I have watched her uh, on a, a couple of telecasts. She's kind of an exciting player. So, you know, it's just sometimes whatever sporting event it is, uh, I might watch, but it would be only because I've surfed the dial and I haven't found anything else more appealing to me. So. Well, we're going to be beyond the football season here pretty quick. I uh, did see a little news on the Iowa Hawkeyes wrestling team. The men's or women's? Uh, do they have women's wrestling? They do now. Oh, uh, this country. Uh. You know, it's, uh, it, it's interesting how... 
you know, the women are are being a lot more uh, uh, represented, you know, uh, and and a lot more visible on TV. You know, there there, there was a time when you didn't uh, have a chance to follow them uh, in any sport, but but now there's there's starting to be more representation on TV, whether it's uh, basketball, whether it's field hockey, whether it's soccer and, and or basketball. So, uh, that just sounds awful. Yeah. I'm, I'm uh, curious about the women's wrestling. That's only been something that's happened within the last couple, two, three years. Hmm. Well, I I do know that the Iowa uh, high school women wrestlers is starting to catch on. And now it's starting to be, be uh, available uh, in college. And, and the uh, Iowa Hawkeye women wrestlers, I understand, uh, I believe I understand that it's uh, it's going to be available uh, for us to see this, this season. You know, so that's just that, not that far down the road. Well, the men's wrestling team has sold out their season tickets. There's no season tickets left available at all. Yeah, I'm not surprised to hear that. Iowa was uh, national champions last year, I believe. So, you know, everybody's excited about them to repeat, and and uh, they may well do that. That's uh, I didn't, I never really wrestled, and and uh, so as a result, I, I, you know, I didn't follow it that well. But I certainly respect those athletes that do. I mean, they train hard. Uh, wrestlers are kind of a different breed Well, they take it pretty serious and, and and it's Iowa of course is known for for uh, uh, national rankings and, and at the high school and college level Iowa State's always big so it wasn't a sport that I I uh, played too close or, or followed that much do you ever get a chance to interview Dan Gable or Kale Sanderson or any of that? I've met both of them. Uh, I've met both of them, and I think we probably, again, back at uh, KGGO, I'm, I'm sure we we interviewed each of those fellas. But, uh, and, and both of them, you know, with regard to their one-loss record when they, when they did wrestle, you know, they're extraordinary. It's just, uh, again, it's, you know, it's, while it's a team effort, it's, it's one of the few individual sports, you know? So I got a lot of respect for them. That's pretty great. Well, uh, I guess we'll wrap this one up. Uh, good episode, Steve. Uh, anything else you want to say before we shut her down? I know it's your birthday, and my birthday is December third. Uh, Close enough. I got a little turkey to eat before that, but uh, we'll. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's coming up this week. Yeah, Thursday. Well, happy Thanksgiving to well, all your listeners. Something else. Let's let's shift gears. Okay. Today is the uh, anniversary of the assassination of President Kennedy. Oh yeah. Remember that. Well, it was three years before I was born. Okay. 
So you remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> I guess. I mean, uh, well, uh, you know, that was probably the first traumatic event I encountered uh, while I was a kid. I was in fifth grade, and our principal came over the intercom and told us that uh, the president had just been assassinated in Dallas. And, and all of us just kind of uh, sat there at our desks in complete shock. And, and immediately I thought the Russians must have done it and that we were going to be, you know, at war against Russia. You know, it was it was kind of scary. Yeah, I bet it was. We learned more about it and this and that. Over the years, you know, there's still a, a lot of uncertainty as to what really happened there that day. And I've read a lot of, of uh, books uh, about it. I've watched a lot of documentaries. Uh, and it's still uh, unclear as to who was really behind it. Do you think Oswald, Oswald shot him? Stuff about it. Who do you think did it? I think Oswald did it. By himself? Well, I think he did it. You know, I don't know exactly why he did it, but I think he did it. I mean, it, I just think his behavior after it was quite telling, you know. I mean, particularly that he took a shot at a cop afterwards and tried to run and stuff like that, you know, would yeah. be pretty indicative of that he did it, you know. He had the access to it. He was in the building where he was shot. So, yeah, I think he did it. The other guy that shot him, you know, kind of ruined it for everybody else to find out what happened. Right. But that was a that was the last assassination of a president. But there's been many. Well, and there have been several attempts since that time. Uh, I'm I'm under the uh, impression that that uh, organized crime had a hand in that somewhere. And and uh, there's a uh, interview on YouTube. Uh, from the guy that that uh, says he was the assassin, that I've I've watched it a couple of times because the the whole topic fascinates me, and I I doubt that we'll ever really know the true uh, circumstances as to what really happened. But that Oswald really tried to kill a, a general in his home uh, before this. But uh, the guy was standing behind the window, and the bullet, uh, when it hit the window, it changed directions and didn't kill the guy. I kind of think Oswald was just doing it for his 15 minutes of fame, to be honest with you. Yeah. But Well, like I was saying, if you go to YouTube and you uh, click, the fellow's name is James Filer, F-I-L-E-R. James Filer interview on YouTube. He ad admits that he was the uh, assassin on the grassy knoll. It's a pretty interesting interview, uh, and you you know it's fifty fifty whether the guy's being truthful or not. Maybe all he's after is his fifteen minutes of fame. Yes. On the other hand, if you watch it, he sounds. Uh, like he's credible and that he's uh, being sincere. 
So if if people are hearing this and they have some uh, curiosity uh, about it, it's James Filer, F-I-L-E-R, on YouTube. He's currently in prison for another murder, uh, and yet you get to hear him talk about how he was the uh, shooter from the grassy knoll. Well, it could have been a second shooter, that's for sure. Yeah, and, and he says he's the one. So check that out, Dave the Rave. I'll give it a whirl. There you go. Otherwise, I want you to have a good Thanksgiving. I'm going to have a good Thanksgiving, I promise you that. Perfect. All right. Well, this has been another episode of Round Guy the Podcast. Thanks for listening.